sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That is Sean Sides. And that is Tom Sides. How you doing, Thomas? I'm doing really well, man. Yourself? Oh, I can't complain. You know, life's pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Did same I old, same old. Did I wake you up early this morning? Uh, not really, no. I was kind of up off and on. Yeah. I was up yeah. doing a couple things here and there and running amok. And then I was like, we should probably pop this podcast out. Good. That was my hope as well, because I have shit to do today. And I was like, I was up early. I flew in from Montreal this weekend. Yeah. So, like, what were you doing there? So like I had the weekend off and then uh, Hillary was working. Yeah. So I was just like, well, you know, like people I know are working because I like everyone I know is in the aviation industry. And I'm like, well, like it's my niece's birthday. And so uh, shout out to Martin and Chrissy because they just had uh, their second daughter last week on the 13th. Yeah. And then yesterday was their older daughter's birthday. So they have a week difference between the kids. Huh. So like, if you're going to spend money, at least spend a whole bunch within a week's period and stress yourself out having different birthday parties because both kids are different. So enjoy that. Happy parenting. Yeah, that sucks. So in doing so, I was like, well, fuck it. I work for an airline. I get discounts. You know, I'm going to go in. Uh, my game plan was... Uh, pick up two lobsters, one for me, one for my mom. Have a nice lobster dinner. I was going to fly in at 6.15, land at 6.45 local time, have dinner with my mom, chill. Next day, go pick up some presents for the kids and then go do my Uncle Lee business and then kind of chill, watch the World Juniors at home, take the first flight out on Sunday because I had shit to do. I have shit I got to do today. Yeah. And so... End the work day, flight, everything goes according to plan. Airplane wide open, so I get a good seat on the aircraft. I buy the two lobsters. You know, I, I use my security pass to cut through the uh, really long security line because that's, uh, you know, a benefit to working at the airport. Yeah. And then I get to my gate, and then there's an issue with the flight. Now, I have the burden of knowledge. People, this pisses off people all the time. Like, I saw the crowd. They're like, fuck, I have a flight to catch. I have a connecting flight out of Montreal. I'm supposed to go here. I'm supposed to go there. What the fuck? And I'm just like, ah, it's part of the course. Sometimes uh, maintenance needs to be done. So maintenance is working on the aircraft. So they're like, they give it an hour. Hour delay. All right, just update you. Just still working on it. We're not sure what the problem is, but the another delay. All right, well, fuck, you know, let's, I waited one hour. What's another hour? Fuck. And then in the span of like going, like, we're going to have a delay, boom, two more hour delay. So now we're at 9.30. But for fuck's sake. All right, so I go over the bar. I have a drink. I have some, like, uh, you know, like local uh, deep fried haddock and uh, haddock and, uh, and shrimp. And I have a few uh, drinks at the bar, just kind of like, you know, and then they're like, yeah, no, flight's delayed again to 10.20. Holy fuck. Here we go. 
So now, like, I see a whole bunch of people canceling their flight, fucking trying to move things around because, like, again, you're flying out of Halifax trying to get somewhere else. And then, like, but again, like, I have the burden of knowledge. Like, if shit is going awry, I would much rather fly on a plane that is working than one that is not. Of course. Yeah. So, like, if the if maintenance, like, if maintenance is working on a plane, there's a fucking reason that I can tell you. I I know for a fucking reason. Like, if maintenance is working on a plane, just know that it needs to be fucking done. It's not one of those things like it can wait till it gets to Montreal. No, no, no. If it needs to be done, it needs to be done. Yeah. So, like, here we are, like, waiting, and I have these two lobsters. And I mean, I asked the guy, like, before I left, like, how good are they in, like, this box? Is they're, like, alive and, like, out of their element now? Now they're out of water. They're in a cardboard box that's, like, kind of designed for keeping it. So it's like eight hours. So here we are. I'm like a four hour delay. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, I'm playing like beat the fucking clock here of like, will these will these lobsters like be worth the price I paid for them or not? Yeah. Finally, uh, 1020, we take a different plane. So we take a plane that I'm assuming was supposed to stay overnight. We take a different aircraft. We fly. I land at like uh, 11 o'clock local time. So like I've been like at the airport, like literally I've been at the airport all day. So I work there and then like the additional hours of delay time. And then like my mom picks me up much to her chagrin because she doesn't like the late hours, but everyone else is busy. So um, uh, I, I get in, we boil the lobsters right away because like time was of the essence, still alive when they got there, still alive. And then we ended up making them into uh, lobster rolls the next day. But like, She's like, like, like the only like one time where I'm like, ah, it's an hour and a half flight, easy pizza, gonna bring some lobsters, gonna do like the re- nice little treat, and uh, yeah, no, nah, six hour delay, fuck you. That's <laughs> annoying. Part yeah. of the business, I guess. It is. I mean, like again, like I said, I have the burden of knowledge, right? So like, I know that this shit happens, and it's part of it. Like I was like one like one more delay away from like going fuck it i'm going home boiling these lobsters myself and then just canceling the trip altogether yeah, but, makes uh, sense. yeah. Well, so i end up getting there late got the presents for the kids spend some time with the 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 niece and the new niece and yeah it was nice. a good time that's awesome it's nice when you're able to squeeze those things in it's tough like you're a little bit isolated with where you live away from your friends and family but at least you work in the industry so you can bounce back and get a little recharge whenever you want right yeah well i wouldn't say that this was recharging man like the whole like getting in late and then like having to be up early to go do things and like it's not like whenever i go to montreal it's never a recharge it's just like all right let's do as much as i can in this wee amount of time that i can do it in and let's hope for the best so like yeah fair enough so yeah it kind of just worked out the way it worked out that happens. That's exciting. Yeah, it was, it was all right. How was your weekend? It wasn't too bad. Um, we went out to the lake just Friday night. We came back yesterday and uh, got pretty drunk Friday night. It was a fun time. But then we came home Saturday. We spent the day yesterday just swimming in the water and shit. Uh, a buddy of mine was out there, which was fun, chilling, showing him the place. And then we moseyed on back into the city and just took care of some shit around the house last night. We're still doing some of that today. Got to cut yeah. the grass and, you know, all that kind of jazz. Nice. Get the house ready. Like it's, we had a nice, couple of nice weeks here. It looks like another plus 25 to plus 30 couple of weeks, which is really unheard of this time in August in Edmonton. So yeah. it's, uh, I don't really know what to do with myself with having summer still. It's a little bit of a weird feeling. Yeah. 
fuck yeah no i still got things i gotta run around and do like i have to go get a brand new windshield wiper on my car fucking i'm driving over the bridge now these are like huge fucking bridges like oh like if i fall off this bridge i'm in the ocean kind of thing but like i'm getting on the bridge and my windshield wipers are going just finished raining and then all of a sudden one of my windshield wipers just pops off one little piece goes left and then the windshield wiper gets stuck underneath the other one and i stop this and all of a sudden brake lights have to fucking break suddenly and there's all this fucking shit and now like you know you ever had that happen to you it's the fucking scariest thing in the world it's just no, the windshield wipers stop working is the fucking nightmare yeah they're supposed to work you turn them on and they go yeah. i never experienced that yeah that'd be kind of a bitch if it was raining and that kind of stuff too yeah you're pretty much fucked at that point you just open the window and go ace ventura oh fuck i was close like like i was happy it just finished fucking raining it just finished doing all of this stuff and then yeah no it was just brutal yeah that's pretty intense yeah not fun when you have to deal with those kind of situations yeah i'd imagine it's an easy fix i just have to go get a new windshield wiper but like when you're in the middle of nowhere it's like the funny things in life where it's like super easy and super not a big deal if you have access to something but if you don't have access to something it can be a real pain in the ass yeah it's uh yeah it wasn't a thing that i expected coming it's also one of those like here's another added expense that you didn't need here you go yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure it's less than like forty bucks. But here, go fuck yourself anyway, Thomas. Go deal with it. Yeah, they're not extremely expensive, but it is just one of those little annoyances. I've had to change crystals a couple times on her Acura over the years. It's just one of those little annoyances when it comes up. You're like, yeah, whatever. It's always good to be on top and then in advance of shit like that, so you know when it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. life doesn't always work that way, as we know. Yeah. Oh, fuck is ever. Yeah, so I take it that now that you were away for a week, uh, a little bit for this weekend, you didn't get a chance to check out She-Hulk. No, I did that drop. I already started it. Yeah, it started on Thursday. Yeah, what what of it? I you, I, you, I'm guessing you watched it, obviously. Yeah, it's fantastic. Nice. I, I mean, I see a lot of reviews. Everyone's giving it like a three out of five. or But I, I got to tell you, man, the sense of humor in it is really good. The storyline makes it makes sense like except for like one thing and i'm sure the explanation for that one thing is going to come later yeah it's just a whole bunch of other stuff and then like you get to see a side of the hulk you don't get to normally see so he's like back to smart hulk and then they explain the end scene of shang chi and why he's normal bruce banner there nice but like yeah like uh honestly it's a fun show i think you'll really enjoy it she breaks the fourth wall First character in comic books to actually do that, I'm pretty sure. Like she did before Deadpool did, and everyone knows uh-huh. that's Deadpool's thing. But yeah. she was one of the first characters to do it. That's kind of cool. Um, it's funny with the reviews of like the Marvel shows. I always go back to the Netflix shows. Everyone fucking hated Luke Cage, hated Iron Fist. Like I thought they were great. I loved it. Iron the, Fist, uh, I didn't like because i just thought there's when that was together it was great yeah. as well loved Luke it Cage all. i like jessica jones i fucking loved uh, like i thought jessica jones was the best series out of the four yeah it was pretty damn good i'll say uh, that daredevil was amazing but like the, the one thing i didn't like about iron fist is he kept on introducing himself as iron fist and he fucking told everybody like jesus christ man like keep that shit to yourself that's funny and like one of those like jokes they did it and i think they did it in defenders like no, he is the you know the the Iron Fist. I know he fucking tells everyone. That's like, funny. 
Yeah, it's an, an entertaining with those kind of things. I guess it's diversity of characters though too, right? Some mm-hmm. little, some are more like withdrawn, some aren't. Yeah, like no, I liked all the shows and I've enjoyed all the like it's good production on all these shows, like so vast vastly different from episode to sh- episode to show to show. Like Moon Knight was fucking wacko, wacky compared to like Jessica Jones is like polar opposites of each other's like the depth of storytelling, the type of storytelling, even it's like Jessica Jones was fucking dark, like as dark as they come and Punisher was dark too, but it was a completely different kind of dark, mm-hmm. you know, which is fun. It's one of those things I actually do enjoy about these Marvel series. Like it, it none of them are the same tone. Yeah. Extremely and it gives different you tone. like it's, like you're giving yourself something like they used to like the, that's how the movies kind of used to be like like Thor was your like like life amongst the gods kind of movie Captain America was your government spy espionage kind of movies um fucking Iron Man was just like your billionaire playboy th- philanthropist yeah. in the life kind of thing like but like all like which is how they kind of did the movies had their own tone and then they brought them all together all these shows have all these different kinds of tones, and I'm very interested to see how they bring them all together. Yeah, for sure. It's like the feels that you get when Hawkeye was talking to his kids versus, you know, just there's so much diversity in each of the stories and, like, the way they make you feel for each of the characters as well. And, you know, like, Loki and his kissing himself, that, like, awkwardness of the scene, where, but you almost want that scene when you get there. Like, yeah, just so much wacky shit where it just takes you on a ride. You don't know what the ride is until you're there. But also it makes like, sense because oh. no one loves Loki the way Loki loves Loki, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. That's what's fun about it all is it's just very um, paying homage to all of the comics and all of the writers that came before that did these characters and now just bringing it all to the stage we get to see it on it's pretty pretty fucking intense yeah yeah so uh my my, i do recommend when you get like a couple minutes free there to oh yeah dive dive into she hulk it's pretty good even then like everyone's complaining about miss marvel is that it wasn't like directed at them and that's the thing i liked about miss marvel is that it wasn't direct like it's not for me but i love that i want i want more marvel shit that isn't for me because what is for me is the fact that it's marvel stuff so yeah, I'm and also, on like, you don't know what's for you until, like, if you experience something different, maybe you like it. Yeah. Like, you know, I got to learn a whole bunch of stuff about the India, Pakistan, uh, like what, like that history a little bit through that show. And, oh, cool. And, like, I knew nothing. Like, yeah. I'm an ignorant fucking white guy when it comes to that stuff. And I like finding what, that stuff out. Yeah. And then you learn a little bit. And then, like, you get to understand, you get to see through the world, the world through, someone completely different eyes a little bit like it, like i can't like fully relate to a 15 16 year old pakistani girl living in new jersey but i have now i now i have an insight yeah for sure yeah and it never hurts to have those insights sometimes too right sorry can you repeat that I just said it makes the world a smaller place sometimes too when you do know a little bit more about different people's experience. Yeah, no, honestly, unreal. And that's what I like. Like that's what I'm liking about this MCU stuff is that they're trying like like they're trying to cater to everybody one thing at a time. And yeah. that's okay. Like I don't mind that. Like, all right, this is gonna be for this audience and see if we can bring them in. Because as soon as we introduce this for a certain audience, once that character is kind of there forever. 
you're in it. Like you're kind of in it to win it. It's so weird to me too, because like there's, they've set up entry points for so many different types of like walks of life. You know what I mean? And that's exciting too, because there was always the same entry points. And now there's like, like you said, they're not, that story might not be written for you or for me. Maybe it's written for someone else who's never seen anything Marvel. And then they happen to catch that and they're like, oh shit. And then it sparks the interest into the rest of it. How does this character then fit into the rest of the characters? And, yeah, you know, it's just, it's a crazy like scheme. It's, I did that with uh, Star Trek with Crystal where Star Trek Discovery was the first Star Trek she ever watched. And it was like, what an interesting entry point into the universe because there's so much that's come before that actually takes place before all of it. So it's interesting to like, let someone come into your universe at a different point yeah that's what's interesting about these vast the star wars the marvel the stargate even like all these different um universes that have been created there's so many different options for entry points like whether it was the 2009 star trek movies that first got someone into star trek and then they realized oh there's a whole vast universe here the star wars it could have been the cartoon when you were a kid you watched it and then you grow up and you realize holy fuck there's this whole universe of stories that are that's there to tell and that's what it's all about like storytelling is one of the things that has constantly pushed mankind forward and i know this is like science fiction and it's just a fuck around of a you know the interest that people follow in life but it, it gives you the opportunity to really learn about humanity in so many different layered ways yeah and like i like how you put it as uh entry points because that's the one that's the beautiful thing about like film and television is that you can always go backwards like it's it's that thing i'm just like oh you only started there no you fucking started there that's cool so now you can go and now you can go yeah. backwards and like so what got you into Marvel? Fucking Mrs. Marvel? Dude, you have no idea what's like ahead of you now because there's so much before that that got there. And if you've yeah. done that shit, fucking just wait till you see this other stuff that they are pulling out. Exactly. Or like, like, and then like, so you got guys like you and me that have been there since like Iron Man just watching this whole thing fucking take off. Like, yeah. I'm so intrigued with what, where Miss Marvel's gonna go and I like, I thought this was gonna be something you were gonna be all over because it does bring in daredevil at some point and um she hulk you mean yeah what did i say yeah um miss marvel oh yeah no uh, she hulk brings in daredevil at some point and like i like and like it, it's gonna like and it takes place in la which i also like so that it's like the beginning stepping stones to like the west coast avengers which i'm very intrigued with as well because i want to see that like I want to like I'm really thinking that we're not going to have like just an Avengers like we're going to have the young Avengers we're going to have the West Coast Avengers we're going to have they already announced the Thunderbolts we're going to have like these different clans and then I'm really hoping that we're just going to have a whole bunch of fucking teams explode on the screen one day like they've already announced Fantastic Four there's a Mutants movie which I'm I'm assuming it's going to lead us to X-Men at some point so you can just imagine all these individual big fucking movies that are going to lead us into a much bigger fucking thing. Like, I, just, I think that's how they get us into the matrix. They're going to like have all of this. And they're like, if you want it all to come together and to watch this, like fully interactive 24, 28 hour fucking experience, you need to plug this cord into the back of your head. Yeah. And we're just going to have to do that so that it all makes sense in a world. Cause there's just so much of it. Like, how do you get like, 
I thought about this too. You okay? So we're developing all these teams. We're developing all these like situations. Like, how the fuck do you get that into just one movie? You're gonna have to put it. It's a ten part movie that's now you know like Avengers. Well, like, but look how they did it for like the one big one, like where they had everyone. Like just yeah. be watching Endgame. Like Ravagers were were in that fight. Like the like Yondu's team and shit. Like those yeah. guys. They were yeah. in the fight in Endgame. Like they had yeah. no idea what they were fighting. They just knew they were fighting Thanos, and that was good enough. For like, sure. Howard the Duck was in that fight. Yeah, and it's just that's the thing is like you we give nods to all this, and it was awesome. But we're introduced. They're introducing like fucking shit tons more. Yeah. And it's like, how do you just like? It's such a big, amazing universe. Like I'm. I think it's how they get us in the Matrix. There, there is a fun. few. Sorry, I keep cutting you off here, Sean. Go ahead. No, I'm fine. I uh, the the one thing I keep getting curious and curious about is like they they haven't mentioned the blip as much. Like like there's no big story of like blip survivors or people who came back five years and their lives were like ruined. Like like my wife ended up marrying my brother because she thought I was gone. Like that yeah. kind of like or like when I land when I came back I fucking was hit by a bus or like you know what I mean like you come back yeah. and like. Like, do you, like, I guess, like, Hulk may have gone, like, everyone comes back home safe and sound. Like, safe and sound. So they are put, like, this is a magical gauntlet. I'm sure we can fucking find a way to make it uh, into uh, everyone landed in a safe spot. F- fine. Like, I can go there with the magic. But then, like, but you're coming back five years later. There's repercussions for that. Shit happens within five years. Oh, yeah. That's a long time. People change a lot, even like a simple, like a relationship between a man and a woman. Both of you evolve so much in five years that you evolve together and you form your relationship, but you evolve away from each other or separately, or one person's evolved five years past that, the way they knew that person. Like it's fucking completely damaging to everything in life. Yeah. So like there's, there hasn't been enough of like that. Like I get like, that was kind of like a little bit of the premise of captain, uh, sort of the, falcon and the winter soldier where they like they were like anti-blip or like you know like like i guess like all of that but like but there is like a repercussion to making it five years later and i like and they only did it for one guy like tony's just like i have a kid now don't do anything that will fuck up my life like yeah and they were just like all right i guess we'll fuck up everybody else's but sure tony yeah. Yours is fine, and you're not even gonna make it through it. Cool. Pretty much. And that's just the way storytelling goes. Sometimes it doesn't always make sense, but that's the story they wanted to tell us. I mean, it makes sense. Like I like I get like it makes sense. Like I'm only doing this if like my life is not fucked. Yeah. It's a fair it's price weird. to pay. Everyone's like coming you said, back. It's a magical gauntlet. So what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so like there's that. Like I, like, and then the other one, I want to hear more about. Do you watch Eternals? No, I never did actually. Yeah. Well, spoiler: alert, there's like a, a a celestial just chilling in like the Indian Ocean, I think, or somewhere like like just somewhere off a coast somewhere, and no one is saying shit about it. It's been like five, five, like two, two, three movies, and like four series. So I'm assuming like Eternals hasn't happened yet in like, which is always confusing to me because like it's happened. Why aren't we talking about it here? Yeah. There's a giant fucking God in the middle of the fucking ocean. 
that they stopped from rising. Like, can we talk about this a little bit? Yeah, that's a little bizarre. When they leave too many loose ends and it's like, where does that get tied up? And they will tie it up, but it's like, maybe it's five years from now when they tie that up. We don't know. Could be fucking 10. Maybe yeah, I, just... I also want to, like, that's one thing that like has also been very unclear in the MCU TV series and MCU movies of when does everything take fucking place? Yeah, that's very true. And I, like, you, you know, when some of the things like that, well, that took place after that because we know that for sure. Yeah. But there's a lot of other shit we don't know. Yeah, like, I know Eternals takes place after the blip. Fine. I'm all for that. But I don't know when. And yeah. all of them take place after the blip. And some of them are here. Some of them are there. So I'm assuming, like, uh, from what I've seen so far, is that, like, it happens well after Christmas. Yeah. That shit's very confusing, too, because you go back to watch it all. And it's like, man, that <clears throat> like, can, I can't even imagine right now saying, I want to do a Marvel rewatch. You're, you're fucked. Like you got three years booked up, you know, how yeah. the fuck do you even do that? Like, where do you begin? I, I'm sure I know there's going to be a master list somewhere that tells you how and when and where to watch it all. Like every Disney show, every Netflix show, every movie since the beginning of fucking Marvel, like goddamn, that's going to be a long ride. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Like I, I, it's that thing of just like, if you really want, like people have done it. I think it honestly, I think it, could take you about a week to do now if you want to do everything like a week as in a full that amount of hours i don't know if it's like that amount of hours but i think it's like pretty close pretty close to i think you can get bang them all if you're doing nothing you can bang it out on a long weekend i don't think so that's way too much the shows alone hour-long shows of 10 episodes 10 hours with multiple seasons there's like 50 hours or 30 hours minimum of daredevil you know, I don't think logistically that's just one show. You add it all up, there's no fucking way. It's a lot more than you realize. Yeah, you're probably right. The amount of content right now in like the long movies, just the movies alone, you look a couple hours a piece for the Thor movies, Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. There's It adds up really, really quick. I'm going to Google it right now in case someone else has asked, asked that question. Um cinematic length that's probably without the shows though i don't know yeah. anyways what do you think about cadre signing in fucking calgary see now Cal- calgary's got a team now which is now exciting me because like the humido trade i was on the fence of, like, i was more on the fence of calgary when i saw everyone wanting to leave calgary yeah now you look who's joining calgary and calgary's scary again so I, I kind of like it. Good for them. Like I'm really, I'm really happy to, like I'm really happy with, like for them to have a good signing. Like I guess if, if the, like the sportsmanship side of things. Like good mm-hmm. for them. Like that's a good deal. I mean I think Kadri likes. You think it is Canada. a good deal? Seven for seven. I for the way Kadri's been playing, I have to say yes. Yeah, I just I saw I don't know much about the guy other than what I know about the guy, you know, which is in the law. Well, I think he had a rough go in Toronto. Yeah, he's yeah. had a rough go here and there, but he's like a decent player, seems like. I think yeah. they were like, if you had to choose between Matthew to Chuck and Kadri, who are you signing? Was the conversation I saw a lot. And a yeah. lot of people were like, to Chuck is better than him in every single aspect. 
but they have the same instigator. Yeah, but that wasn't the option they had. They didn't have you signed to Chuck or Kadri. Exactly. You lost to Chuck. You yeah. now have Kadri. Israel, like this pretty real much. Thing. They got they got him instead of him, which is what it is. And they, I'm happy too that they're not. They didn't just fucking bank out. Like, you know, I'm glad that they were able to get these guys in because, like you said, maybe it will still be competitive. I'm really unhappy with the way the NHL scheduled next season because we only play Calgary three times. Really? And like, yeah, and the Battle of Alberta is so hot right now with the, after the playoffs. And I was like, three meetings? That's not even a rival team. Like, yeah. what the fuck? I, I don't know what you think about that. If you, no, I, that. I hadn't seen the full schedule either. Like, but that three that- times. That's that's not smart. Like we went from sort of... ten in the like the lockdown season to like six, I seven last year, I think. Now down to three. You're like, how does that? Well, you no, know, what it what? is gonna do? It is gonna do is uh, make those uh, make those meetings a lot more intense. Maybe or less intense. I don't know. We no, no, no like... it's gonna make them more intense because let's, you face it, you're gonna go in game one. They're still bitter. The the players that are still there are still fucking bitter from the playoff loss. Not many. The, yeah. the core for Edmonton is still pretty much the same. Yeah. And they're they're gonna be a little bit cocky because they they fucking beat them and they're gonna come in firing all fucking cylinders. You're gonna yeah. get a good matchup. And then you got those guys like Hubert and Kadri. One thing I can tell you about, about those two players are for sure are fucking competitive. Yeah, that's for so, sure. Yeah, yeah well, I like that just, Montreal pick. It would have been better if five. Give me five, not three. Five would have been better. Well, yeah. Well, more is always better, Sean. But if we're, uh, what I'm trying to do is make a good point on why it's three, or we get uh, add a little excitement to the three, because yeah. those three battles. Maybe you're right. Let's hope three battles. You're ending up with a winner between the three te- the, the two teams, no matter what. Like it's gonna be yeah. either Edmonton all three, Calgary all three, or like one one, and then it comes down to the third fucking game. Like mm-hmm. so, like. Either way, you're going to come down for like some seriously good hockey. And because they're so rare, because of that, going in with that kind of hostility from last season, you're going to get a much more violent, a much more intense hockey game because both teams have points to prove. Yeah. I so, like to, it does spread out the ability to play other teams as well. Having a home and an away team, like game against every team, which, is which, nice too. You get to see them, you know, not everyone's great, a yeah, fan. like one thing that the NHL does lack is that. Like with all the rivalry games, you miss out on opportunities to play other teams. Yeah, for sure. And it's nice to see those players too, right? Like there was a time I think in a three-year period where we had one home game and one away game against Pittsburgh in three years. So you really, if you were a Crosby fan at the time, you really got fucking gypped on that. Yeah, and it was and like the fucking prior to the time of McDavid. So he was like by far the best in the league at the time. And you're like, man, we want to see him too. Mm-hmm. But no, it's better. Like. It's fun, like hockey season's creeping up pretty damn fast. Oh yeah, it's coming down to the wire. Um, you know, I just got like a few payments of my uh, uh, Halifax Moosehead tickets. Um, hell, actually, I'd, like I really hope my niece appreciates my visit for her birthday because this past weekend in Edmonton, what I missed was the Nate McKinnon's Halifax Stanley Cup parade party. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going to go into town for it, watch the parade, have a laugh, you know, see the Stanley Cup in person, be like, yeah, I always knew you could do it, Nate, and having lived in uh, Halifax for like three months. Yeah, of course. No, it it is what it is. Like, uh, you know, now that I'm here, I'm fucking here now. So it's, I'm all about it. Yeah, why not? 
but it was like it's cool to see like and then like there's like the Mooseheads training camp got started this week. Um, we can also talk about this fucking World Juniors last night was over. Like the can- team Canada won gold again. Yeah, that's nice. I do. I like. Did you get to catch any of the games or like it being at Edmonton at all? No. Or feel it in the city. Not at all. No. Yeah. There wasn't. To be honest, I like completely fucking mentally lapsed on this one like i didn't even realize the games were on i saw on facebook after each game was over i was like oh that's cool like it was completely out of my fucking spectrum this time around and that's okay some years it's popular like we got start for hockey for years and it was there there's a lot of interesting players playing in this tournament for sure that are you know the young up-and-comers for canada but i didn't catch shit didn't watch it I didn't even know it was in Edmonton again until you just said that now. Yeah. Like, oh, it was that in Edmonton? Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you're right. But like, like, but even now, I'm like, I'm fucking gearing up for uh, them to play in Halifax. I think it's a, I, I think it's going to be a grand old time. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I got great, like, honestly, I got great seats. I'm like on my, the corner of the away team goalie. So, like, I'm just going to yell at whatever. What goalie. is it that you're going to exactly? Sorry. It's the World Juniors for next season. Oh, okay. So, next year's. Yeah, next year's World Juniors. Okay, okay. So That's I what I was confused. Down. You were talking about it, like, as if it was right right away. No, but I just put down, like, our first payment. Because, like, when you do it, you get the first dibs if you're a Moosehead season ticket holder, which I am now. Okay. And with, and with that, you get, like, first dibs at tickets. But what I thought that was is that you can, like, pick and choose a few games and you just paid for tickets no what it was it's like you can only buy like the amount of seats that you have so let's say you had two season tickets you have to buy two tickets for the 21 game package so i'm getting in for the world juniors i'm getting in 21 games well gold medal bronze medal semifinals and two quarterfinals all included with like three preliminary match games, like every Team Canada game, a bunch of outsider games. Like, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a time. That's really fun. Like, I, you love sports. You know what I mean? As far as anyone, if you learn about Tom, you want to get to know Tom. If you've listened to this podcast and you're like, I think I'd like Tom. I'd like to meet Tom someday. And that day comes and you meet Tom, talk sports with Tom. Tom loves sports. So the fact that Tom gets to go, A, not only support local minor sports, because minor sports are just as important to Tom as major sports. Tom fucking cares about minor sports too, because that's what builds communities. And uh, yeah, if you want to get to know Tom, just talk to him about fucking sports. So I'm happy for you that you got these sports, sport (laughs) things, sported. (laughs) Say sports again. Sports. (laughs) I wanted to say sports too many times. No, that's awesome. I'm happy for you, man. And like the opportunity, I've been looking at um, getting one of the mini packs in Edmonton for the Oilers, because if you do that, then you get first crack at playoff tickets. And so I'm like, maybe I should plan ahead now and, you know, go on, go in on some tickets with some people. And that way, even if a mini pack, whether you like get seven games or whatever, talk, talking with Josh or Kieran or someone and see. And seven games is a lot, man. Even What's talk that? to David, your cousin-in-law. Like, yeah. Into that. Would like, he be into that? Yeah. He would be. Like, dude fucking loves hockey. So does Michelle. Talk, That'd be fun. Reach out to them. Be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. If you want to go in with me, we can figure out games and all that shit. Yeah, there's a way to do it for sure. Yeah. Like, I always saw, like, 
Like I remember watching Home Improvement and uh, Tim Allen had bought season tickets to it was either the Detroit Pistons or the Detroit Lions. I can't remember which it was whether it was basketball or uh, yeah. football. And like Jill Probably got football. pissed. Jill got pissed because it's expensive as fuck. Yeah. And so what they did was they had all of his buddies fucking buy in and had a draft for games. And I was like, can you imagine like going in, spending that money with all your buddies and then doing a draft for the tickets? Like, I yeah. feel like that'd be the most fun game. You go in with the approach and then like worst case scenario, you go like, oh, I can't make this game after all. Who wants to trade? Who, who can trade games with me? Like, all that it would be of- fun. Hear me out on this. It'd be fun to do seven couples or something like for the seven games and yeah. then put each person's individual names so 14 names in the hat and you have to then go with whoever you get pulled with so you'll have some bro nights to get just to like tighten your group you're even creating more. swingers for hockey games that's a little intense yeah you don't have to sleep <laughs> with them you just have to attend the game with them <laughs> um i was gonna ask you while we're on the, the sporting sports do you know of a team called the killer bees the killer bees a wrestling yeah. team a wrestling team? Yeah. Like like Greco-Roman, like high school? No, no, no. They're called the Killer Bees. They're professional wrestlers, um, and their debut is in 1985. Any idea what I'm talking about? No. Okay, fair enough. You knew wrestling way the fuck better than me. Yeah, I went no. to a garage sale, and I found two of the old, like, big figures that, you know, like... You Can used I to see get them? Wrestling. What's that? Can I see them? Like They're not... Know? They're not accessible. Like they're not within arm's reach right now. I'd have to go to the garage and fucking grab them. But I'm going to be reselling them. And I wanted to know if you knew of them. If they, they're like, they sell for a decent price. I paid a buck a piece for them, not knowing. I just saw the old wrestling figures. I was like, I need to fucking buy these. And I looked them up and a pair sold July 26 for a hundred bucks US. Okay. And I was like, oh shit, these guys are like, must be decent. That's why I was like, maybe you can educate uh, well, me. Well, like them. the 80s is before, obviously, before my time in wrestling. But there, but like, there were some teams that always stood out. But the one thing I knew for sure about tag teams and wrestling is that they, they would kind of go away quick. Right. So they may have existed and then real quickly went away. Okay. So there's, there's probably that. And also, I'm not sure if you know this, we're living in like the post Vince McMahon era. Do you know that Vince McMahon recently retired? Or yeah, was he was like the announcer or whatever, right? Can you see? That's a picture of them, the ones. Okay. That yeah, no. Uh, do you know what the individual's names are? Yeah, I can look it up right now and tell you. Yeah, I have it here pulled up already. Um, we got Killer Bees were a tag team composed of Jumpin' Jim Brusnell, Brunzel and B. Brian Blair in the World Wrestling Federation from 1985 to 1988, later on the independent circuit, it says. Yeah. So Brunzel and Brian Blair. Perfect. Uh, honestly, first time ever hearing of them. Interesting. I thought maybe you'd know. Yeah, Do you like remember those... those, like, the ring you could get and all the figures? You're older, younger than me, so you might not remember them, but yeah, they were huge when I was a kid. Yeah. No, no, there was some good times. But also, like, could you imagine, like, like wrestling in the 80s was one hell of a thing. Like, I kind of wish that, like, I got to see the dungeon. So in Calgary, where, Stu, where like, Brett the Hitman Hart's from, yeah. his father, Stu Hart, had his own, like, wrestling ring and federation called... Brett Hart's the one that's dead, right? He no, Owen Hart's the one that's dead. 
Okay, he fell like in Edmonton and died or some shit. Well, I don't know if it was in Edmonton, but I it know it was that in Edmonton. Was it Edmonton? Pretty sure, yeah. So anyway, uh, it's just that like they had the dungeon, and like the dungeon was Calgary Stampede Wrestling, and through Calgary Stampede Wrestling were some greats. Like they went through there. Chris Jericho went through there. Edge came through there. Uh, Christian, fucking Chris Benoit, who ended up killing himself and his family. Different. Like it, it, it all depends on how you want to hear this story. I got but, really like, dark. But it, but it's like there's there's this thing about watching live wrestling, and I hope you experience at, at least once, because if you can get into it, it's one of the most fun things you can ever get into. They like just like they get into the live event. Like I understand, like watching it on TV is probably not the same or anything like that. But to uh, but to do it, uh, but to. But to see it live is just unbelievable, especially yeah, any with those, like, unknown characters that you don't know. And sometimes it's like old retired guys are still just going at it. Like <laughs> it's a fun fucking thing. I'm just like, I can't yeah, wait someday. to go back to the to the Halifax wrestling show that I like went to. If they have another one coming up, I would for sure go. That's funny. Yeah. I have like in a couple of weeks now coming up the con, but it's like a different con than most years because this is more like a pop culture con than a sci-fi con for me. There's no Star Trek people coming at all. Like the list is finalized. We actually slept on it a little too long. Yeah. And the deluxe package that we usually buy is sold out. So you oh, can sure. only get individual day tickets now or the weekend tickets without any swag. So I think me and Karen are just going to go Saturday this year because it's like, there's nobody that we really need to see like Kevin Smith. Of course, I'd like to like maybe get a picture with him possibly, but it's not like, it's not your typical con. It's an interesting different year. So I'm probably just going to go Saturday and check it out, but it's, it's coming yeah. up. I got to get on that shit and buy my Saturday. Oh, you, you also got to get on the advanced stuff too. Like every once in a while, like it's worth, it's worth getting the VIP ticket. When I was like, when I did the whole like C Mick Foley thing, like honestly it was worth doing. Yeah, I would I would 100 do it again. Like if there was Star Trek people coming this year, I might have considered. Like usually we get the deluxe, which is like a semi VIP, and you yeah. get like some free swag, like a T shirt and like some kind of cool collectible. But that sold out pretty fast this year. I'm yeah. guessing because of the different crowds coming, like the Kevin Smith crowd and the Trailer Park Boys crowd. Yeah. The VIP is still available right now. Or no, VIP sold out as well. But it's just like to me, I'm not interested in a lot of those people like i don't need to go meet the trailer park boys you know what i mean to get the vip to go up to be in line it's not important yeah, you, you say you don't need it but like like you know to have that experience no like yeah but you don't you don't know how much you would actually enjoy going to that no that's just it right yeah we'll see though like i'm gonna try to attend like their stand-up like their uh podiums when i go to it but We'll see. It'll be fun to experience. A lot of times Friday, we just went to check out the swag anyways. Sunday, we've been trying to make it up to a Sunday con for fucking years, but we're always so goddamn hungover that we usually don't make it Sunday. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things this year, probably just Saturday. It's early this year too, which is interesting. Yeah, it's usually around late September when your birthday is, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit earlier, but no, it'll be... I'm excited to get to that. I think the second weekend in September, I'm talking with one of my buddies. He came over the other day just for a quick visit. And he was like, we were talking about the outdoor comedy festival that I was thinking of getting tickets to. So he went on Friday night. Going? No, he went on Friday night and saw um, Bobby Lee. 
but he said it was like not a good show at all because it was outdoors and so the laughter of the audience just died when he landed a joke it didn't like bounce back at the stage and he couldn't he couldn't like play off the audience my buddy was telling me he said it like he'd hit a joke it would land and then it was just over because the the laughter wasn't like in a enclosed environment i guess had no idea but this buddy of mine goes to fucking comedy all the time he was like yeah. talking to me about i'm like man i haven't been so when i told him i haven't been he's like hey like fucking this weekend okay we're going we're going i was like oh sean sean calm down i told him when we have freeze like hey we're grabbing kieran <coughs> excuse me we're go fucking going for a bros night we're going to the comic strip doesn't fucking matter who's there we're just gonna go it's gonna be great you're gonna love it so I think I have that in my near future, which is good. But it was interesting hearing what he had to say about the idea of an open, an open outdoor show like that, that it it was a bit of a struggle, like for seeing someone like Bobby Lee. He's like, he's seen Bobby Lee twice elsewhere, like in once in Vegas and once I think here. But he said it was like not a good show compared to what he's seen him do elsewhere. Yeah, I guess it all depends on the vibe too and all that stuff. And like, yeah. like being far away from comedy is not a thing that works like if like someone's doing a stadium you don't want to be super far away from it like no you want to be able to like hearing is one thing but you want to be able to see like there's facial expressions so much there's like body language there's this and that that adds to the story they're telling on their joke their the punchline or anything like that so like I that's like what he said he didn't love the venue the way it was set up it didn't yeah. it didn't help the comedian yeah, so like Bobby Lee probably had an amazing set. You just you if you're far away, you don't get to enjoy what you're supposed mm-hmm. to be seeing. And it's like it's one of those weird things of just you kind of need um you need an audience. You need uh like you need like you know like interaction. You need, you need that interaction. Yeah. And I do find comedy's best done in a smaller venue. Like I I don't mind a theater. But like in an arena or something, there it's like a bit fucking troublesome. It'd be tricky, yeah. And only like there isn't there's a, a nice list, but it's not a huge list of comedians who can do stadiums. You know what I mean? It's you got to really be on that level. But also, like, should they? Like, I get right. the, I get the cash grab and all that, but it's the um, some of them talk the about it, the energy of that medium. Yeah. I don't think so. No. I don't know. Some like you hear Rogan talking about it and Kevin Hart about how they like they like the small intimate shows. Yes, they love that. But to them, the like creme de la creme is a stadium because of the vibe and the feel of that many people. I, I, I think it's more you. of a theater because a theater you can reach like 2000 people. Yeah. And then like that is a good number. Whereas like if you're going in like the 21,000, 30,000 people or whatever the fuck amount of people like. I can speak to that. You're right. hundred percent. When it comes to like musicians, I look at the intimate shows. Like when I saw Dylan and he only did 3000 tickets, it was like fucking awesomely intimate. And like, you really like it pulled you into the room <clears throat> as opposed to seeing him with 35,000 people. It was like still awesome. And you could still hear, and it was still wicked to go, but it's a different feel, a different vibe. Right. Yeah. And I find that that works with comedy. Like comedy works better when there's less people in the room to a certain extent. Yeah. Like I love like going to the comic strip. Seats like a couple hundred or whatever seats and then it's a good time. But it's a good time when that house is full. I once went there to see one comedian 
and it was us and like this other bar party that was there not even they weren't even there for comedy and they just wouldn't shut the fuck up and i was there for jokes and i got to meet the guy afterwards i was like yo man you were like you were great we came to see you we were entertained like i'm sorry about that table over there yeah those fucking broads eh? like you just like it was like a, a hot like you know when like women know that they're hot and then they were just like on tinder the whole time and just wouldn't shut up like why are you going to a comedy show yeah that's rude it's like the one place you can't talk for sure and you, you hear that talk. like it with people um like i don't know it's just hard it was it sucked to be the comedian and see that and you're like oh you just tore them pieces nice what you're warranted to do yeah and you just tore them to pieces but, but like you know like for us like we wanted to see this guy do his stuff but it was like our fault for going to a Sunday show. Like we went, we went to his like last day and it was not a lot of people there and all that. But yeah. you know what? Like at the end of the day, it was still, he was still funny. Like I enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be fun to get into that a little bit into that circuit. I, it's shocking that I haven't my whole life been going to that. Cause it's just shit that I love. So I'm excited to finally take that dive and get in, get in on some of that. That's what my life is late, lately is just, uh, taking strides forward and you know experiencing new new shit that i am enriching my life with which is awesome you know yeah that's what i want to do what i want to focus on these next many years is just trying new shit you know continuing to grow not getting stuck in my ways which is something i've done in the past where i get too stuck in my ways but i like trying new shit everything i've done in the last couple years that's like grown me a little bit has made it better added added small improvements to my life right yeah and like like you know you don't have to like always do the same but like take advantage of the city you're living in too like like the fringe festival every summer in edmonton's a fucking amazing little festival and the street performances and then you find out about these weird comedy shows check those out like some of them like are amazing for like 10 bucks and it's just improv uh, improv and they're just or it's like a a mini snl with people that like hope to get to that level one day and then someday might like i mean yeah there's some wacky shit for sure and then there's the fringe is something like i've checked out many times it's okay it's not some of it's eh, it's just not my cup of tea no but some of it's not but like you also have to go looking for shit oh yeah that's the other thing it's like you gotta go and find your shows gotta go through that little book and be like you know what let's try this or let's give pretty much gander there's there's, always something for everyone i guess is the best way to put it with the fringe right yeah it's crazy uh the seasons to come are like winter's coming fucking in a hurry you know it's crazy how life starts to fucking fly by and i'm like holy shit fuck that's another summer gone you're like but i still want to do this and i still want to do that and like i don't want it to be over so i'm trying to squeeze in everything i can for this last little bit here yeah man like it's it like summer's going away i'm actually kind of over summer at this point so fucking hot all the time that's I'm like, funny. I'm down for like football season to start. I'm kicking, like, I'm ready to start coaching football. Like, like I've been like doing my thing with football practices and stuff, but I'm ready for like the games to start happening. I'm ready to watch like, you no, know, like NFL Sunday again. I'm so ready. Like, I'm so ready for like, just to like have that. And like, are like, you having... in that pool again this year? You think for the NFL? Oh, yeah. The survival one? Yeah. I'm in it again. Yeah. Nice. That's fun. It's just a hundred bucks. And every day, every week, you got to pick another winner. So, like, you know, like, hopefully I'll, I'll do better this year. Yeah, just pick your teams, right? That's all you can do. Yeah, you just no repeats, but all that. Yeah, that's an yeah. interesting one for sure. Yeah. 
It'll be fun, I'm sure. Lots of good things to come, man. Yeah. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting, and I, I can't fucking wait. And then uh, then we got the hockey pool. I'm excited for hockey to start. Um, Hillary's never seen an NHL game before, like like live. Yeah. So, like, I'm making it my mission to, like, take her to the Montreal Canadiens or to take her to the Edmonton Oilers. Like, nice. we're going to go to a fucking game. And, like, I wouldn't mind seeing if I can get my hands on, like, games in Toronto wearing Habs jerseys. Just fuck with them. Just like, <laughs> Definitely. That'd be a great thing. first game to take her to, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's fun it's when it. you get to take someone to their first NHL game when they've never experienced that. Yeah. it's a, And it, like, especially, like, Montreal gets fucking crazy. Like, they do. And Edmonton, I, I'll say this, Edmonton's a great, like, the, the reason why I became an Oilers fan is because of the Oilers fan base. Like, they're, yeah, it's it's impossible to be upset at an oiler like at the Oilers fans. Like I, like I love it. I fucking hate Montreal Canadians fans. And I'm one of them with the worst fucking fans. Second worst group of fans in the fucking NHL. First of which is Toronto. Toronto fans are the fucking worst. Um, Just a little tidbit. So you remember when we were talking about Joey Moss and how uh, Gretzky dated his sister, John sent us the email to tell us about that. And like, Oh shit. Did you ever take a minute to look up Joey Moss's sister in the 80s? No. Jesus Christ. I was telling mm. some guy about this at work. She was a bombshell in the 80s. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, all right. That makes sense why Gretzky was like, you can be part of this organization for life, bro, for life. <laughs> it was just fucking funny. I was like, it, some guy brought it up to work. I was like, really? That's how? And he Googled the fucking pictures right there. And I was like, oh, okay. It was a funny realization. Yeah, she's a babe. Yeah, she was an 80s babe for sure. Uh, speaking of which, we didn't really talk about this. Uh, the sad news out of Edmonton where, uh, um, ben. Be, yeah, Ben Stelt- Stelter, Stetler, yeah, Stetler. Yeah, it was a sad. Uh, I, Crystal texted me at work like Ben had passed away, and I was like, why don't I open my phone and saw Facebook? And I was like, I teared up a little. I was like, poor little guy, man, he was fighting a, a tough fight, and you know, the Oilers really backed his family during the time period he's got like a mom and dad and sisters and stuff and it's heartbreaking when you see a little guy but he also inspired like everyone was cheering for him and he, he it was a really cute moment in our hockey history in Edmonton is like the power mm-hmm. of the organization and like for all these young guys like uh, I know Hyman and McDavid in particular had a close little bond going on with him and it's sad to see and He's not forgotten. They're going to keep playing for him. You know what I mean? It was a nice thing they put on at Edmonton for him here. Like, uh, and like, you know, all things considered, you know, the kid may have lost his life there, but fuck his last few days, he lived like the life. He yeah. Didn't, like, I didn't know, like, to be honest, dude, I didn't know it was like that he was in trouble. Like, I didn't know he was in, I knew he was getting treatment still. And like, you always hope for the best. I didn't know that it was like, terminal situation too which is like it was fucking heartbreaking when i saw it i was like oh man like it it took the wind out of me that the rest of that day i was a little fucking shook because i was just like man you know it's we take for granted all the things we get in life you know and it's a tough little guy like that with the positive attitude he still had going through it all and just like play la bamba you know like his little voice saying that it was a bamba, baby yeah it was a lot i I hope my heart goes out to his family um, like I hope, like they kind of keep that play La Bamba baby or something like that, like kind of alive in a sense. Um, oh yeah, 
I, I, I don't know if it's in bad taste or not. I just, you know, like, you know, just like what they did for that kid is just. And what that kid did for them too, you know, mm-hmm. when you have a little guy cheering you on like that, it's, and I hope I heard, I saw someone actually, they were saying like, what's the best way to honor Ben, like at Edmonton Oilers, whether it was Oilers Nation or the Edmonton Oilers themselves that posted, what's the best thing we could do to honor Ben, you know, whether it be put a, put his number, number one on our jerseys with a little picture or do something like you know, that. Like, uh... His initials or something on yeah, the, but, like but one lady she suggested they have a, a small box that they make the Ben Settler box and they use that box for other kids that are in similar situations to be able to come to Oilers games and experience what he got to experience that's and call great... it like the Ben Settler seat or box yeah. or whatever. And I was like, that's fucking awesome! Like, how that's great let's move. use his his story and his impact on the city to to affect and like empower the lives of other kids who are in tough situations that would be beautiful to me yeah and i hope they do that though like oilers organization have always been something like that yeah and so i'm really happy to hear on that us sports guys, we get like so swept up in our sports where we're like, oh, God, God, God. but we always forget like there's those little kids out there who look at these players and it inspires a generation of sports fans and like the magic of sports. Like the magic. That's one thing I really miss about Hockey Night in Canada was that like, dun, 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 like that feeling of like being five years old and feeling the adults in the room, like the tension, the excitement. And then it is starting hockey and Canada starts and you see that whole song and like the intro of all the, the players before and the players of the, the current and that you see the little kids cheering in the audience who could be the future players. Like that whole hockey Canada experience. Well, it just brings, it brings kids, it brings everyone together. Like, it's even, magic. like even, even if you look at like the moose heads, like they sell tickets like well, like, like, you know, it's never like a pack. Like, I don't think they sell out, but fuck the amount of people that do go, that get into it. Hockey brings people together and people oh, want, yeah. want to have a fun Friday, Saturday night, but a Mooseheads game, man. Like it's good hockey. It's, you know, there's, there's, there's kids that are, um, you know, trying to get to the next level from there to that. And it's fuck it. You can see the future. Like Nathan McKinnon went through the Mooseheads program, like great players come through these programs and then you, see what happens like hell Sidney Crosby played for the Ramuski Oceanic like like you, you know there's legends that go through like they take the Quebec major junior route or the Ontario everybody starts somewhere yeah. like honestly like you should like I hope you get more into the Western Hockey League where you can watch like the Calgary Hitmen place the Edmonton Oil Kings and just have yeah, a, I've been to a few games here and there yeah like it, the, it is what it is it's minor hockey it's fun at times yeah, like even then, like they're just fun to like yell nonsense, have a few beers, and enjoy with your friends. Like, I, I honestly like I can't afford I can't afford Oiler season tickets. I could afford Oiler Oil King season tickets. I would do that shit in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, and it's just a fun thing to do. You take someone new, different uh, every time. Instead of them covering their ticket, they just buy you beers the whole night. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> no, it's a nice thing to have for sure. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up here, we got a email from our, on our, uh, Instagram there from Addy who keeps hitting us up on the Instagram, even though we have a full fledged email address. That's, uh, the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com. Technology uh, gets harder, the older we get and Addy's (laughs) pretty old. So we got to forgive him. Okay. Just know that you're, you're older than he is. I know, but he's got two 
kids, so he's way fucking older than me. That <laughs> shit drains the life out of you. <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna appreciate you saying that about him. So um hit the we'll hit the music right here. Two sides to every email, two sides to everyone, two sides to every email. Settle in, let's get it done. And uh he goes, Hey guys. Um, been meaning to write in sooner, just haven't had the, the time. Been loving the podcast. Tom eating the chip was hilarious. If you want to send me the other chip, I'm sure I can put Tom's time to, to shame. Fuck you, Addy. Uh, <laughs> my question for you today is, out of all the villains in Marvel, DC, Star Trek, Star Wars, etc., who is your favorite villain and why? Great podcast, guys. I always look forward to tuning, uh, tuning in on Monday and hearing you guys banter about whatever it is you decide to talk about. Adios. Adios. I love it. I, I thought that was cool too. Like, nice when look. I said old, I said old earlier. I just want to start with that. I meant wise. I didn't mean <laughs> like washed up old. I meant fucking aged, like fine cheddar or fine whiskey. That's <laughs> what I meant by old Addie. Um, that's a great fucking question. Who's your favorite villain? I'll let you take the storm with that one. The front runner. I'm sure you've thought of it already. I need um, a second to fucking gain my bearings because that's oh, a damn good question. There's a couple. Like first one that comes to mind is um, like Magneto. Magneto to me is a great villain because in his mind he isn't the villain. Yeah, that's he, a good answer for sure. He, like he he's doing what is necessary to protect his people. Like he 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 sees that there's no way that mutants and uh humans can coexist in this world and there's always going to be conflict there's never going to be a time where we could coexist and he's just went fuck it if we can't live together then i'm me and my brothers will survive me and my sisters will survive we will fight them because we are better we are the next stage in evolution and if they can't fucking handle it and they're out to get us, it's not the other way around. They're out to get us right now. And I will not fucking stand for it. So you prefer a villain who's a hero in his own mind? Well, kind of like it, it like it's more it, like it's a hero. You, uh, It's a villain you can relate to. Yeah. Right. So like that was just the first one that kind of came to mind. Like, but if you're going to go like villain, I'm just like pure fucking evil well what it, what pleases you most in a villain though right is the question like I, I i don't mind like i look at this is a interesting example i'm sure but the riddler he's smart enough to know what's right what's wrong what's good what's bad and he chose bad yeah he chooses to do bad shit you know i can res- like it's interesting i find him to be an interesting evil character in ways because yeah. of that like in you know there's people who have something wrong with them who are just like psychotic evil that's like okay i get that that's in the world and out there but it it's one thing to be like a psychotic evil where you're like you have no choice but to be what you are because of your nature because of your surroundings but then there's another side of it where it's like i know what good is but i choose to be evil those are the more fucked up villains mm-hmm. sometimes to so, yeah and that's why i would go like also another like perfect villain is the joker the Joker thrives in chaos. He, he he fucking he wants to ruin. Like he does it because he can. He has this mindset of it's just something yeah. triggered him fucking a while ago, and then ever since then it's just been fucking shit up, and it's just wanting to see the world burn. Like I love that quote of just they murdered my people and they stole our diamonds, and then we just saw them 
just in the garbage somewhere because some men don't do it for stealing the jewels. Some men just want to see the fucking world burn. And it's, and it's that, that, you know, but like if we go to like Star Trek, I think you and I can both agree. Khan was a great villain. Yeah. He was a good villain, but, in, but in he's, a, Trek, he's a relatable like, villain. Yeah. But in Star Trek too, like you always, you have the relatable villains, but there's no like villain villain. You know what I mean? Like, there's the ominous, dark, like, I don't know, there's villain villains, but it's like, well, you, got you always want to rise past it. You, there's no one who's like a really fucked up villain in Star Trek, in my opinion, I, that I can think of off the top of my head anyway. Well, for the while, like, until like we got this season of Picard, it was the Borg. Borg yeah. are just pure, like, we want, one ma- we, we want one makes you good, and then we're going to throw the shitty things about you away, and we're going to add to our collective. Ducat is like a Magneto villain. Where he's yeah. like thinks he's doing the right thing and he thinks he's right, but he's pretty fucking evil, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then like you can go like the emperor, where the emperor just wanted pure fucking power. Yeah, like the emperor from Star uh, Star Wars, yeah. Sidious. Like you can go, like you can talk about him. Like there's so many great villains that we could discuss that are in these realms of just oh for sure, like the the that just thrive. Like but the like we also got to look at what their goals are. For sure. It's hard to have a favorite villain because they have to have some endearing quality that makes you respect and like love them. You know, some people love the horror genre because that guy's a fucking the best psycho killer. And, you know, it's hard for me to pinpoint who my favorite villain is because I usually do cheer on the side of good. You know what I mean? I guess when I'm watching these movies and stuff like that, but it's hard to like. I, like who's my favorite i don't know like i look at funny things like even back to the cartoons of like skeletor where they they tried to make him like the ultimate evil in the masters of the universe universe but he was also like a a goofball and like fumbled in a lot of areas and was they showed times where he had endearing qualities that made him not a full villain you know what i mean because like you said if you're cheering if you're treating your team as the good guys even though you're not the good guys but you still are looking out for your fellow evil guy does that then make you a good guy in their eyes you know what i mean so what is a villain i guess there is there pure evil i don't know i don't think so you know not that i've seen in my life so it's hard to pick out a villain for villain like if i'm picking out my favorite villain like you said it might be someone like magneto because he he's a villain yes but is he a villain full evil villain no he's not he's doing what he thinks is right yeah and and you know there's all these different things to pick up like pick from like like I think the most viable evil characters are the characters you get from horror. Like fucking Chucky is full on evil. Fucking yeah. Freddy is full on evil. Fucking Jason is pure on like who shouldn't be evil. He was just a misunderstood kid with a D form that comes back to to life fully grown somehow and just starts yeah. getting revenge on fucking other campers. Like pretty much. Like uh But was he evil too? Like he was fucking horribly tortured. He was a horribly tortured character. He was just a little fucking boy. And all then all he knew was hate and evil and torture. And he wasn't going to stand for it. So maybe he's the fucking hero of that story. And we just are looking at it the wrong way. What I would love is the, because like we're getting the third installment of like the new Halloween movies with the uh, yeah. first. So we're going to get, I didn't Halloween. realize that. That's good. We're getting Halloween ends. What I want out of that is um, the why. There's no why. There's no, like, like you see, like, the, you watch the original John Carpenter Halloween. He's a kid that sees his sister fucking naked at some point, puts on the mask, murders the shit out of her for no fucking reason. There's no reason for it. 
like he does like on all this stuff and it and i don't wasn't there like an evil reincarnate idea at some point in one of their movies that comes later and it's not part of the lore anymore and there's the fact that like you find out in like halloween like the real halloween 2 or halloween 3 or something Lori Strode is the other sister that was a put up for adoption because Michael Myers killed his entire family. Yeah. That for her for some fucking reason. Or, or at least that's how I think that's how they did in the Rob Zombie ones. Something but, like that. Yeah. yeah. But like, but like the guy's unstoppable. He has been stabbed, burnt alive, shot in the fucking head. Yeah. And has never been able to stop. There's more to the story for sure. Yeah. Like, like I want to know if it's like, like I'm not sure. Did you see the first like like reinstallment of the Halloweens? Like like when it came no. back in like 2018. No. Also, I didn't see Halloween Kills, but that first Halloween when it comes back, fucking chilling, chilling. Nice. Michael Myers is in a sane asylum, and they show him the mask. But then all the fucking inmates around him start going insane. Like it's something like in the air, like in the aura. So it makes you think that like, he has to be the supernatural being. It's not That's just cool. this guy like that just wanted to go out killing people. He or picks and chooses, and sometimes he avoids children. I think he kill uh, kills children in the later movies, but like in the beginning of it, he was actually pretty good at not killing the kids. But like, there's something about him, or all this shit about him, where he's just fucked out of his mind. But it, like, it, is it? Did something happen to him? Or is he possessed? Or like, Why, where's I'm, the evil from? Why is yeah, the evil? And, and that's what I want. Like cool. that. That's that yeah. thing. Like, there's the there's no war. There's no why. And like, like with Chucky, you got a why. With Freddy Krueger, you got a why this happened. You, yeah. Like with uh, Jason, you have a why. For with sure. Michael Myers, there's no why. There's no means to this madness. There's no reason. Well, there's no particular reason why he wants to kill this person and this particular person, but he does. I'd like to see that too. That sounds interesting. Another while we're talking evil villains, another great evil villain that's just one a one episode one off evil villain, but I really fucking enjoy it, and I still think about to this day is the episode of Buffy Hush. Great, with, uh, great, great episode, and great villains too because they they were just they want to steal your heart. They're coming to steal your organs, and it's like they have a purpose to their evil, but they're just fucking scary. They were just like creepy as fuck, and like it was a really good villain. Oh, it's such an honestly such an amazing episode, and it's one of those like one offs too. And I think you, you and I have talked about this before, but like, like Joss Whedon was so praised on his dialogue. He goes, "No, no, I tell great stories. This isn't about my dialogue." And to yeah. prove a point, I'm going to do a whole episode with zero dialogue, and it's yeah. going to be the best one you've ever fucking seen. And it was like it's honestly sure. Hush is one of the best Buffy episodes. It's it, it's in my top. It's in my top three for sure. Yeah, it's up there. It's in. It's up there for sure. There's a lot like just the villains. Good villain writing is hard, but when you can just do it because I don't know. It's, I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly, but there's so many good villains written out there, and yeah. I like the villains that are just that's just who they are. It's just what they what they're made of. That's what they do. It's yeah. not because of this or because of that. It's just that's what they do. Do you, you think there has to be something like mentally wrong with you a little bit to write? evil or horror or to get into that kind of thing like if you look at like a guy like Stephen King Stephen King has been admitted as an alcoholic and like and you kind of see it in his writing everywhere he goes there's something to do with alcoholism all the time now where someone has to has an alcoholic someone in their family and all that shit like if you think darkness the shining and doctor sleep alone like alcoholism is a huge fucking thing in that but to write these fucked up characters like Pennywise uh, Cujo 
fucking just like to get into that level of evil like you have I think that it's you have to have seen the dark side of life a little bit to be able to write that because there is there's happy times and there's sad times in life and I've encountered people who don't ever think about the things that you know we might talk about on the pod like Jesus Christ what do you guys how'd you get off on that tangent yeah. and it's just intellectual minds wander and people with good imaginations there's people who don't have much of an imagination yeah and so they challenge like me and a buddy of mine we were discussing this the other day how many 10 year olds do you think you could take in a fight to the death and they're like zombies they don't have any thought process they're just coming at you and they're trying to kill you in hand-to-hand combat how many 10 year olds could you and they're in a circle you're in a fucking open field they're all surrounding you coming at you how many could you kill before they took you down do i have a practical weapon i'm not like not just hands well, and fists. like do i have like a shovel or something yeah sure well we'll let you have one weapon of your choosing of shovel is perfect okay so if it's not like a gun or like a sword like something See, I need the, my point is before we get into this because i do want to hear your take on it some people think this is psycho some people think what the fuck like where did you come like what no what? well it's like this is like the age-old question would you rather fight 10 horse-sized <laughs> oh, no, like uh, 10 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck. People don't think about this stuff, normal yeah. people. Yeah, so like but here we are with our overextended yeah. so imagination. I'll, I'll answer we this question. So if I have like a shovel or like some yeah. kind of a weapon, I think I could take like 25 10-year-olds. That's it, really. I think I think I could get because like before you get gassed out because you got to think about your yeah, gas yeah, tank. you got to think about stamina. Boys. You're gonna get. Yeah. I think like I because I, I think with like the, the shovel I would have a distinct advantage and all that stuff, and yeah. they're, they're zombie ten year olds, so like they're not playing with a full deck. No, they're just coming at you. They're just coming at me, in, and they're probably coming at me in punch. waves. They're probably coming at me in waves, like probably groups yeah. of five. Yeah. I think I can probably take like 25, maybe 30, 40 at most before I'm gassed, and then they just get me because I'm tired. Yeah, that's fair. Um. But like, if I don't have a weapon, then I think that number's smaller because then you have yeah. to shake them off and like you, like just a like, but like the, one punch to the rib cage of a ten year old, you should be able to kill them, or at least completely. Yeah, but they're zombies. But, but now you're playing the card of they're zombies. They don't feel pain the way you do. Like you need to have. You but you're damaging. You're breaking like enough ribs into the like. Yeah. You're, you, you're meat hooking these little fuckers. I, like, I, I see. I yeah, I, but that's also more tiring than you think. I think you're gonna have an easier time if you have like some kind of weapon am- amongst you, like a shovel, right? and like the impact on your hands too from hitting bone. A ten-year-old's bone is the same as an adult's bone. Yeah. If you're punching, if you hit him in the skull, you might break a finger or two. You yeah. might break your knuckle. So yeah. you have to take all this. Like, hopefully, you have a weapon. But like also, a shovel, yeah, but also, you're on like rise. adrenaline and shit, right? So yeah. And you're yeah, killing I, 10 year olds, which is kind of fucked up too. You yeah. like mentally, it, there's got to be a, some attribute to that as well. Yeah. I think so. That's why I say I want to, I want a weapon because yeah. at least with the weapon, it's less personal and less impact on your hands. Yeah. So yeah. like, I feel okay. like if I do enough damage to the, like, like, and that's the other thing is like, the, it's a shovel. Like eventually that's going to fucking go on me. But I feel so like, really, Addy, to answer your question, um, it's Tom's Tom with the shovel killing <laughs> 10 year olds. That's my favorite villain. <laughs> How am I the bad guy in this? There's zombies, 10 year olds. I'm just a bystander defending myself. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it is what it is. But still my favorite villain of all time. 
Yeah, no, uh, but that was a good question. And like, but yeah, like it, that would be an interesting kind of thing. How do you think you do in a, a zombie apocalypse? Just like as yourself, like not like. like it depends you- on the level of loss uh, experienced right off the hop. If I lost all of my people and I had no one left, I wouldn't see a point in carrying on. So I don't think I would do very well. You, had, you have your two dogs still. Yeah. Oh, then I'll fucking up. Honestly, I would hunker down. I you would lost Crystal, to, you lost your family. Kieran's long dead. Yeah, I'd have to carry on for my dogs. Yeah, I wouldn't let your dogs. What's that? Yeah, that's the one. That's like, yeah, I'd have to carry on and try to like let them live out their days until I would have to do what I had to do to try to survive. Okay, so you think you would last? I wouldn't long just let them add your dogs, huh? You think you would last long if you were your dogs? Yeah, honestly, I'm pretty smart when it comes to these kind of things and like hand-to-hand combat locking it down a house being able to frame a secure location to be able to like stay inside starvation and like food hunting food scavenging like i feel like i would do okay it depends on the location obviously if you're city center and there's nothing around then you're fucked either way but if i like me living in my life with my backup i think i i could make sure the dogs lived out their days it would be hard though, because a dog in the zombie apocalypse can be really fucking dangerous. If they're barking, you gotta be able to rein that shit in pretty quick. But I feel like my dogs are we had an encounter one time where this guy came late at night banging on our door late at night, and it was super out of he was looking for a different house, but it was just like a threatening situation late at night. Mm-hmm. And Cookie was in the basement, didn't fucking react at all. And Pluto, I I said it, I was like, shh, like quiet down. And like, I wanted to scope out the situation first. And he just lowered to the ground like a fucking killer and was like, I won't say nothing, dad. But if you need me, I'm, I'll fucking fuck shit up from here. Yeah. And it got really like intense like that. So I think if it was a threat coming, he would know to be quiet. So I think we'd be yeah. okay. And here's the other question If you knew death was imminent in a zombie apocalypse, how are you going out? Are you going to go out in a blaze of glory where you know you turn into a zombie or are you going to go where are you going to like quietly on your own quietly on your own or the other kind of blades of glory mean? where like you could I don't know how you come across from C4 you set it up and then the moment yeah. like you're near death you can just fucking pull the trigger on that explode your shit take out as um, many of those fuckers as you could it's a hard scenario in life I look at some of the ex- life experiences I've had like in a situation where it's a no-win situation where you're like i'm gonna have to fight these five people and i'm gonna get the shit beat out of me i haven't in those situations i'm like a rip the band-aid off kind of person where if it has to happen it has to happen you know what i mean like it's like if a buddy of yours is about to get into a fight and you're like oh shit i i, I he's my friend you can turn around no one knows you're there you can turn around you can walk out of the room and no one will ever know that you walked away from that situation I've been in those situations in life and I fucking went directly towards the problem. So if I look at that aspect of myself, if I'm like, you know, there's a wave of them coming, I'm locked in a house. I know there's, they're kicking the back door in, they're kicking the front door in. I'm fucked. I'm going to kick that fucking front door outwards and I'm just going to give it hell until I go down fighting. That's, I think that that's how I would react. Yeah. I don't mean to toot my own horn. I just it's life experience. I've had the grit my teeth moments in life where I'm like, ah, it's worth it. Fuck it. And I, I've I had would that like moment. to find a way where I could take out as many of them as I could. Yeah. But I also don't want to be one of them. 
You know, like I, I don't want to be a zombie. So if I know that, like, fucking, like, there's no way I'm surviving this. I come to terms with that. Yeah, I'm not gonna fucking hang myself from the fucking top tower. I don't think I am gonna find no. a way to just be like, like my last bullets for me. But to, like, yeah, to push the button or right. I don't. I might end up a zombie because I don't know. I might if I had to turn it on me or turn it on them one more time. I think I'd probably turn it on them and just call it a day. If you I, die, I think, you die. Like, that, but like, I just can you imagine like you're that like that all that, and then they then then you're like they win, like because like yeah, that's you become what they one want, of them. Right? They get you on their side. Yeah, yeah. Like I would like that last little fuck you of just like you didn't fucking get me. Yeah, switch. Okay, let's switch this to from zombies to vampires. Yeah, they're gonna turn you, and you're gonna become a vampire. But you'll have eternal life. You might have an evil undertone, but you could still have nice clothes. You could still drive a nice car. Like I'm talking, yeah. do you become the vampire and let them win? See, that's the thing. So when you're a vampire, now like, what roles are we going with? We're going with like the Buffy verse, like this. You know, okay, you so live the soul's the night. gone. Soul's uh, gone. Soul's right gone. And wrong, right out the window. So yeah. that's like I'm an entirely different person, man. I don't. You could have kill a your own family. You could yeah. do. Like I'm it's not, I'm not Thomas anymore. I am. You're, you are Tom, but you're not. You you're have not, no, no but I'm not Thomas anymore. I'm fucking. Like. You wouldn't be Thomas. You'd be just Tom, or you would be Thomas. No, yeah, I'm not Tom anymore. I'm not Tom. I'm not Tommy. I'm Thomas, and I exactly. Am, and like, I'm just like, it, it's this like it's that thing. So like, so you don't want to be a vampire. The, the, you would I, say I, no, no fuck. No, that. I wouldn't want to be a vampire, but like. I, okay. that, that's the thing is that you don't get the fucking say in that. No, you but I'm I mean? saying you you have the choice at the time of like pointing the bullet. Well, no, you don't. Well, well, you just said you you just said yourself we're going with Buffy rules. So if we're going yeah. Buffy rules, if I'm being turned into a vampire, I'm being bitten alive. I'm no, drinking the blood of. You're in a room. They're trying to break into the room. You have a bullet, one bullet. So you know you can prevent yourself from becoming a vampire with said bullet, or you they kick the door in and you let them take you. Oh, I'm do you want to be turned or are you going to shoot yourself before? I'm 100% I'm taking myself out. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I, like, I don't like to, to, to become the one thing that I've been fighting that whole time. That's not, yeah. that's not how I want to go. Uh, if like, I'm in a position where like, it's me and them like like i'm taking myself out but also like i'm taking a few of them like i'm causing some kind of explosion that and like we all know vampires hate fire and shit and like they just apparently catch fire super fucking easy like i will do something like that sooner than uh you got me i'm a vampire now you guys well done you all like because there's you if you're like if you're in the position where you're like fighting them like if let's say i'm tommy the vampire slayer or i'm like the my version of blade Xander. or like more <laughs> like Xander. i was but thinking like, yeah but like you're in that position right yeah you you do not want to be that you know what they are you know like you know that like it's not like i'm an innocent bystander walking in a dark alley one day by mistake and some like pretty vamp fucking tricks me yeah right so like, no, they're coming in you know what they are yeah you like, know i'm in like i'm in a situation where i'm in battle and like if i'm gonna go with a fucking blaze of glory and i'm hey, not giving hey, but you also know you also know that we are in the buffyverse 
there's a chance of getting your soul back one day. But you'll have to live with all the horrible yeah, but, things you've done. No, but family. also but that's the thing with there's getting two your soul of back one day is that you'll have to want to. Yeah. You won't want to. Maybe not. Evil might feel good. I don't know. It's I don't know myself in that scenario either. Angel Angel's soul was put upon him to punish him. And then and then Spike and Spike chose it. Didn't really make sense. No, it made perfect sense. He ended up finding for the story. Yeah, yeah, but it made sense. But you don't love when you're evil, and it was a whole weird obsession, fucking weird Spike thing. But I won't judge. I don't. I don't know. Uh, The the Spike being in love thing made sense to me if you look at his background story the whole time, where he like loved his mother too much. He turned into a vampire, and then she didn't want him anymore. Yeah, and that other bitch too. Who yeah, he, like, he fucking loved Drusilla, the one that turned him, fell in love with her, and then all of a sudden she like leaves him for another fucking demon. The yeah. dude, the dude is constantly <laughs> looking for love. It's true, whether he's capable of it or not, which may be the problem. But yeah, and a wrong kind of love, and then he yeah. gets a, attached to her, and then he wants to fucking be there. Yeah, I get it. No, it's a great story. I fucking love it. I'm not. Yeah, down, but, but I'm just saying, turn. like, you go, like, it's not stupid that he went and looking for a soul out no. of all the characters. It if was you different. look at all the backstory. He's the one that makes the most sense. Yeah, no, you're right. Hundred percent, you're right. Um. Yeah, great, great question, Addy. It took us down the spiral staircase here into fucking evil. Yeah. <laughs> so all in all, there's some great evil characters out there. Oh yeah. Um, how many? Te- you didn't answer the question. How many ten year olds do you think you could take? Five more than you. Just because fuck you, Thomas. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. It like. All of the things I laid out with shovel in hand, hopefully a spade shovel. Yeah, it had to be a spade shovel. Okay, I think I could get a hundred. You think you can get a hundred? I think I could get a hundred. I'm a, I'm assuming the first twenty will be just clean hits. Then they'll start getting closer, and I'll, it'll be like one by one. I'll be using shovel in hand. Uh, stomping, kicking, breaking like you're, I know I, enough I, don't, mean I don't think that you're you're taking into account it's not like you're cornered, you're surrounded so mm-hmm. you're going to be on the constant move for a hundred yeah. kids? Which I'm like your cardio's not hey, that great. You're a uh, it's pretty smoker. good taking into like account what I do for a living, building and constantly moving and all the angles and like lifting materials and moving and moving move, 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 move I maybe not a hundred but seventy-five I honestly think I do pretty good. I, I, Respectfully, I can match those I think little motherfuckers. Respectfully. Also, I have experience having shitloads of Nisan. I've fought 10-year-olds before. I know <laughs> what they're capable of, so I could live within that range. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think I easily I could do 100. 100 average. Where they're not like superhuman. They're just regular 10-year-olds. So well, yeah, I fuck up 100 years. of them. Yeah, I kill 100 of them. Yeah. Okay. But they would eventually get me just due to exhaustion. I I think you're being a little bit like, I think you're tooting your owner a little bit too much, but that's fine. I'll tell you what, Tom. You get fucking two hundred and ten year olds to sign off on this, and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no way to prove me wrong. Well, I thought you understood yourself. I expect. Well, they signed off on it. I expect that you would be a little higher i thought you sold yourself short at no, 25. No, like I'm, I'm actually thinking about it like realistically they're the undead right so even then you're not going to get 
you might get a couple shots. Like you're not, they're not like, you're not decapitating them right off the fucking bat. You might beat a couple away from you, buy you some time to get a good fucking stab thrust to get something good going where you would take them out. I think that there's going to be a level of moving around that you're not foreseeing. And there's going to be like other obstacles. Like there's like, so I think I'm being a little bit more realistic. Like, I think I can get like, the first five, like like the first three for sure, I'm taking heads clean off. I learned a lot. Like, let me add to this. When I took like Kung Fu for seven years, we did learn a lot of, a lot to do with using a staff weapon. Obviously not practical use because you can't fucking hit people with a staff. You'll kill them. But I do know how to use like a, a long weapon like that, how to keep it to your advantage, how to keep your enemy at bay by extending and making it a longer weapon than what it is. I don't know. I, I see myself doing, they'll get me 100%. But I think for a while, using both sides of that spade shovel back and forth, swinging, making it as long, you try to like create distance yeah. and they got to step over the other bodies too. You can yeah. use them as a weapon against each other. Well, pushing see, that's them the back thing. Like, the like, others, I do think smart is going to be a part of it. But I also know cardio isn't my thing. Yeah, There's no, that's fair. A level, level of fucking moving around that isn't. That I will the be level of start off, so start off strong, to do this, but I there's gonna be a time where like I'm gonna get attacked by four or five fucking ten year olds at once. They start grabbing your arms, your legs, all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. and all they need is one bite. Yeah. So yeah, I feel I feel good about a hundred, but we'll yeah. never know. We can never answer this question. No. That'll be our uh, ask this week. If anyone would like to. Tell us how many 10 year olds they feel they could take and why. Please send us an email at side of the story pod at gmail.com. Children, 10 year old zombies. Let's be rather clear on this. Yes, yes, they're zombies and you must kill them all. How many can you take down before they take you down? Yeah. Um, I'm Sean Sides and this has been one side of the story. <laughs> Strong ending. I'm Tom Sides and this has been the other side of the story. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Live long and hopefully prosper. <laughs> Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. With Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com. <laughs>